he said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie. And I'm Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons, we're just happy you're here. So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. And guys, right now, right now, at this very second, as you're listening to this episode, we are getting ready for Fots Fest, which is Thursday, April 13th, which is the day this podcast comes out. So this is literally your last chance. Guys, if you're on the fence, what are you doing? Drop everything now. Run to New York City. Yeah, like, if even if you're in Jersey or Connecticut, like, call a friend, get in the car mm-hmm. and come. Like, what else yeah. are you doing tonight? You know, probably nothing. And also, obviously, like, we're recording this before the actual day, but it's supposed to be 80 degrees on Thursday. It's going to be the first real, like, summer day of the year. And so everyone's going to be in good spirits, good vibes. You're going to get out of work and be like, holy shit, it's so warm out. I, like, can't go home and just, like, watch TV. I need to go out and do something and have a little refreshment with some friends. What better place to do that than Fox Fest? There's no better place. And so we will see you there. We will see you tonight. Even though we are (laughs) recording this in in advance, we will see you tonight. Cannot wait to meet you all. And Mm -hmm. the link to get tickets is in the episode description. Last minute tickets are available, so go and purchase, and we will see you a little later. All right, guys, let's creep. Okay, so everyone is talking about Tasha Adams is low-key dating this guy Luke from Summer House, but the story behind how people found out about this is my favorite. So a group picture was posted by Lindsay Hubbard, who's from Summer House, and in the picture, it's a bunch of people, and it's Tasha holding hands with this guy Luke. So everyone in the comments starts freaking out, like, oh, this is like a soft launch, Tasha's dating this guy. Yeah. Lindsay deletes the photo. And then hours later, posts it again with Tasha and Luke cropped out. Like, thoughts. <laughs> I'm literally just making, like, a face. I know you guys can't see it, but I just don't get, like, great for them if they're dating. Why is it a secret? Like, they were clearly hanging out in a group. Did Tasha think the picture was being taken to not be posted anywhere? And it was just, like, going to be on Lindsay's personal camera roll yeah what's that nowadays you don't take a photo not to post it so you know what you're doing and you're (laughs) holding this guy's hand in the photo right well that's what i'm saying so it's like i think she must have been aware that it's like oh now there's photo evidence that i'm with this guy why then is she surprised that when it comes out and it's posted that like oh no like texting Lindsay, hey can you like crop me out of this blah 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 i just don't understand why it has to be some big secret tasha's a single girl go right and that's what i thought about like there obviously was a conversation Guys, like, there was a conversation. Someone wrote Lindsay and said, take us out of that photo. Who was it? Probably Tasha. (laughs) I mean, probably Tasha. Yeah. I just, like, picture that group chat of being like, hey, can you please remove this? But And Lindsay's probably like, why? You guys were together literally the whole night. Who cares? Yeah, I just, I don't get the secrecy. I truly don't. And, like, where does Tasha think she is? Rome? A la Victoria and Greg. Like, people could see you. You're in the real world. People are walking about. The the comments on the reposted photo are hilarious. Like, everyone's like, not the crop, like, calling Lindsay out (laughs) for doing this. Someone writes, oh, man, as if this hasn't already been seen in its original form. The news is out. A cover-up is a waste of your time. The cover-up makes the story. Like, had it just been she posted it 
And like, that was that. And people were like, oh, I guess Tayshia and Luke are dating. Now I'm so much more invested in them dating because of the cover up. Totally. And I think had they not covered it up, it also gives them plausible deniability because they could be like, oh no, like we're just, we're just good friends. Like you could yes, hold hands with yeah. your friend and just be like, oh yeah, we were just hanging out. Like whatever. It's not a big deal. We're just close friends. But now that they deleted it and re-uploaded, it's like, oh, so you guys are like full on dating. You got something to hide. Yeah. Exactly. This is suspicious. I know. A case like this can only be cracked by the greatest detectives in America. So do we think Tasha's going to be on Summer House? No. I think so. I, I think Why? Really? Oh, I just think she's in her, like, I'm too good for reality TV era. Don't you think she's trying to rise above? But by hanging out with all people from Bravo? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, that could just be a coincidence. I don't know. I mean, maybe. I don't actually watch Summer House, so I guess, what is it? They all live in New York, but then they go spend the summer on the weekends in... I know this because I started watching Vanderpump Rules, and on Vanderpump Rules, there's one spinoff episode where they, like, launch the pilot of Summer House, and it's a crossover because they go to the Hamptons, and then you meet all the Summer House people, but I think they all live in the city and drive there every single weekend, and then, like, drive back Monday at 5 a.m. because they're, like, corporate people. Ooh. Um, but if Tasha's living in New York, maybe she'll go for a few weekends to the summer house. I do think if Tasha were to shimmy on over to summer house, a lot of people would probably follow her and tune in to that type of show. Like, I haven't watched it either, but I would be more intrigued. Like, even honestly, the plot you just sold, I'm kind of into. Because I could relate to it. I'm a New York girl. Yes, you are. Um, no, it seems like a good show. I, also, I do think, I don't know, maybe correct me if I'm wrong on this. I think when you become a Bravo reality celeb, it's a step above a Bachelor celeb. Do you agree or disagree? Um, I mean, I guess I'm indifferent because I don't watch any Bravo. So I don't hold these people to like as high of a regard. Like you watched all Housewives shit. So those people are like real celebrities. Not all Housewives, only only some, but yes. I just think when you go on Bravo, they're like better than at like spinning it off into like a real thing themselves yeah. personally. But that could be not correct. I don't know. Overall, I think you are 100% correct. Reposting the cropped photo with Tasha and Luke out is just ridiculous and only proves that you have something to hide. So now everyone knows that you guys are dating and you look mm -hmm. weird for wanting to hide it. Also, if you want to yeah. hide it, don't go out in public with him. Just hang out with him in privacy. Clearly you're out at some like gathering. The photo had like 15 people in it. Yeah. I know. I wanted to, I tried to pull it up to see if it was at someone's house or if it was like, it's like, it looks like it's at some venue. It's, oh. it's, I mean, unless it's some rich ass house, it's some type of like balcony. It's Lindsay Hub. It's Lindsay Hub. Lindsay Hubbard. Oh yeah, here it is. Honestly, this could be a rich person's like terrace in their apartment, but yeah, mm -hmm. unclear who's to say. But this is this would be the first like real relationship Tasha's been public with since Zach mm -hmm. Clark. I mean, she's been spotted with a guy or two here and there. That guy in France, the chef. That remember? guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but like no one like legitimate out there. Like this is someone I'm dating. So, mm -hmm. so I wonder how Zach's doing. I'm sure he's fine. He's over it. He's besties with Jason Foster. So I could check in with Jason Foster and see how Zach's doing. I'll report True. back. Okay, thank you. You're welcome. All right. Well, moving on. Hee, hee, hee. So Katie Thurston has started doing 
feet pics on OnlyFans. And she, I think it's clever because she calls it Only Feet. And then um, she does have like some little puns in there where she's selling her soul, but she spells it S-O-L-E, like the sole of her foot. So uh-huh. really good with the puns, Katie. Amazing job. But so basically how she launched this is she was doing like a QA on her Instagram. And we always say influencers do a Q&A when they have something to plug and something to launch. And yes, she did. So she does a little Q&A and she's answering like normal questions, but every question she answers, she's putting a little block over her foot so that you can't what? see her. Like she'll be like laying at the pool and someone will be like, oh, what's your favorite like um, skincare routine right now? And she'll like write mm-hmm. the answer. And like, you know, she just has a picture of like her self laying by the pool, but she'll literally put a box over her feet so that you can't see the feet. And then she eventually plugs it like no free feet pics. Go to my OnlyFans only what? feet. And apparently this was inspired because she said, it says on the OnlyFans page as well, it says, blame my high rating on WikiFeet for getting me here. And I'm just like, I did not know WikiFeet was a thing. So, of course, I'm like, WikiFeet.com. And apparently it's a whole website that ranks celebrities' feet. Like, for example, it had, like, foot of the week, Margot Robbie, because the Barbie trailer just came out and she had, like, the little, did you see the trailer? It's, like, really good. Yeah. You know, she has, like, the feet that are still pointed up when she walks out of the heels, like Barbie. Those were the feet of the week on WikiFeet, okay. which I understand. Well, was, those are great feet, but... Is Katie on? Like, was she previously on WikiFeet? Yeah. And, and it's, so basically, it's like weird people who find just random photos of you on red carpets, paparazzi photos, but anything where they can see your foot. Like, if you're wearing a sandal and then on WikiFeet, they collect all of this data. So you can search Katie Thurston WikiFeet, and it's just all these pictures of Katie where you can kind of see her foot. But she was like, wow people are kind of into this, I'm going to start an OnlyFeet. And now she has an OnlyFans for just her feet. I, I say, bring this all up to be like, should we start an OnlyFans for our feet? I just think this is this is the business of the moment. This is the business right? of the future, but my feet are truly atrocious. Like, I would be no, getting the worst. No, but that's better. That's more money. No, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. They like, they like the bad feet, honestly. I've heard somewhere that it's better to have bad feet. It's better, yeah. Well, I, I feel like my feet look like... Um, the Beast from Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> I'm sure someone's, like, really into that. They'll be like, no, don't you dare get a pedicure. Keep them Ugh. growing, those toenails. Uh, I mean, it sounds like Katie hit the toenail on the head with this business endeavor. Because <laughs> I can imagine, I mean, not me, while you're talking, I was Googling, I'm like, feet words. Like, words that, uh, puns with feet. Because I like that she said, what did she say about soul? Uh, like, she sa- she's not selling her soul. She's selling her uh, right soul and her left soul or something like that's that. That's so funny. You know me. I love a good pun. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I could imagine she's making a ton of money. So, yeah, I mean, what what can we sell on OnlyFans? Our feet. I'm just I not just... in the, the place personally where I'm going to do, like, a real OnlyFans. So I think feet is a nice way to dip my toe into the... <gasps> market so to speak <laughs> love it Ooh, Boo. yeah. i agree i think we need to take the ball of our foot and run with this oh what are some oh. other good ones <laughs> oh it's like when they do like the yo mama jokes and it's like yeah oh, oh. that's what we're doing right now with feet puns we also have the art like arch of your foot but like a story arc you don't say a story arch mm, so yeah that doesn't compare Hmm. Foot, toenail. What I'm like, what are the Fungus. elements of a foot? Toe, nail, heel. I don't know. All right. Well, <laughs> I just go off, Katie. I like think this is a great business venture, a great way to move into, you know, 
that multiple sources of income vibe. Like everyone wants to be post being the bachelorette. So I applaud this. Should I get into the foot game? Is this something people want to see? Sound off in the comments below. Hold up. We definitely did a foot photo thing a very long time ago and you felt the exact same way. Do you remember what that was? Oh, that's it was when Ben Hagen said he does feet videos on Cameo. For who? Oh, on for Cameo! Pe people ask for them and he had said on Almost Famous to Ashley Iconetti, he's like, yeah, sometimes people ask me for feet stuff. I tend to do them because like, why the fuck not? And he's like, yeah, I just send them little videos of me wiggling my toes. That is so weird. That is so weird, Give but if anyone's interesting, <laughs> damn me. If, yeah, if anyone wants a wiggly toe video, I would do that. I just got a pedicure. They look very nice. I just got a pedicure, too, for FOTSFest. I really think we plug. should kick this into high gear with our feet. Yes. Okay, moving on. So, Reality Steve confirmed something about charity season that hasn't happened, at least in very recent years, and it's something kind of abnormal about charity season. Now, this is not a spoiler by any means, but if you don't want to know anything about charity season, maybe just scroll ahead a minute. But this is what he revealed about charity season. So I actually will play the clip and then we could discuss. Charity only has six guys left in episode five. That is something we have never seen in this franchise before. If you go back to just some of the past seasons, in episode five, Michelle had 11 guys left. Katie had 12 guys left. Becca had 12 guys left. Gabby and Rachel, although there were two of them, so there's going to be a little bit more, had 14 guys left in episode five. Charity has six. So I knew that was a big thing. We haven't seen them ever get down to six people so quickly into the season. Which begs the question, what the fuck is going on this season? Like, does she, does something happen where she eliminates a lot of guys? And will the season be the same duration as other seasons and we just get more time with the guys? Because if there's six guys in episode five, you go to like, what, eight to ten episodes? Week five, so say that's what? five episodes in, she has six guys left. So then even if she only eliminates one person per following week, which normally they would do like, like you'd eliminate two people if you have six people left and then you would take the four to hometown. So it's like, okay, so week five, she has six guys left. So then five, four, three, two, one. That That's potentially, if they really stretch it out, five more episodes. So that's only 10 episodes in a season. Isn't it normally like 13 yeah, right. Thirteen. I don't know. I mean, I think it. It's kind of hard. I think it varies. I thought a standard season maybe ten, but again, I think it varies. I don't know. I think this could mean. I don't know. This could mean like, do we get more time with the final four guys then? Like, if she's going to narrow it down to four soon, do we actually get to see these relationships? If that's the case, I feel like people will be happy, but I don't think I will be happy because I like like the dramatic group dates. Not the fluff group dates in the beginning. I like, like, episode, honestly, episode, like, four group dates. Mm -hmm. Like, when it, the drama's really kicking in and there's, like, some jealousy going on. I don't love when it's, like, I don't like hometowns. Because yeah, I don't, no. then the, there's no more um, drama between the people. The drama's just in each individual relationship now. So there seems to be, like, there'll be a lot more focus on the guys, like, individually. Yeah, which in that sense, I mean, I, I hear you about not liking hometowns. I don't like hometowns really either. But 
if they're going to focus more on the guys, that I do like because one of my biggest complaints about how the show's been recently is that we don't really, I don't feel like we don't really get to know the people on the show because they just really gloss over aspects of them and then we're like not as emotionally invested because we don't even really know these people. So in that sense, I think it's good. It's funny this all comes up because I actually was talking to someone over the weekend about wouldn't this be a good twist? And I wonder if they could do something like this where you get, what if you like do the whole season, you get to the end, you like pick your final person, or you pick two people, and then Jesse Palmer comes out, and he's like, and we're bringing out 10 more people, and now you have to go through the whole season again and see if you would still want to be with your final one, or your, or the final two are still the final two, and then these two people go into a hotel for, like, three weeks, spiral out of control, maybe they don't even want to be with the lead anymore, and then... Like, this person sees if their feelings have changed and or they're still thinking about the other person. Wouldn't that be a good twist? Yeah, it's kind of like what they did in Paradise. A little bit. A little bit, yeah. Different, but a little. Yeah, no, I mean, I think things like that, brains like that, coming up with ideas like that is what ABC needs, which is why totally. we should just be hired by them. I'm just like, now that they're not going to stick to, like, um, Mike Fly's formula, like, switch it up. Change the structure of how it has to – it doesn't always have to go, and we do this and 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 this. Like, or, like, you know what's another cool twist now that we're throwing out twist ideas? Mm. How about in week five, bring back some guys from night one that maybe you eliminated off of initial, oh, I didn't connect. I didn't have enough time to connect with you. Or you said something that gave me the ick, but I really didn't give you a chance. Like have them come back and give them a one-on-one date. I bet you if you actually gave night one people like actual time, they probably would feel differently because they're cast for a reason. These are all like successful, good looking people and you have to eliminate someone. I don't know. That would be a good twist, too. I wonder with charity season, there's so there's six guys at week five. Chris Souls' season pops out to me that, like, there was one episode where he was supposed to go down from, like, six to either five or four. And he literally mm-hmm. was just like, I can't do it. I want to stick with this group. And no one goes home. And then all the people go on to next week. I wonder if Charity's going to have to do that because, like, what are you going to do? Have yeah. two people for, like, the last three episodes? Like, you need to keep people. Also, then what happened, what I said before, like, what the fuck happened that you eliminated so many people? And were you not thinking? Did you not think through? Or were guys assholes and you had to eliminate them? Like, the possibilities are endless. I'm thinking maybe that could be the situation. Like, there was some sort of, like, drama on some group date and she was like, you know what? Goodbye to all of you. Like, I don't need this shit. Yeah. I don't know. So I guess we'll see. In which case, I, I mean, this little tidbit makes me excited for the season. Because it's different. Yeah, I'm intrigued. Totally. Mm-hmm. All right, moving on. So did you see that Maddie Prue, Madison Pruitt from Pilot Pete season, has a new business endeavor? I did see that. Tell me more about it, Stephanie. Homegirl's putting fashion designer on her resume. Oh my God, I just sounded like Natalie. Yeah, so uh, Madison Pruitt officially teamed up with the beach lifestyle brand Cupshe, and she created this Cupshe Madison wedding collection. And it's really nice because it's full of bathing suits, romantic dresses, pantsuits, things that you would either wear maybe on a honeymoon or to like a, a wedding or a bachelorette party, but all really modest, really beautiful stuff. 
Yeah, and you didn't think that Maddie was going to drop a cup she line and we weren't going to get a discount code for you guys. So if you guys want to check out Maddie's cup she line, you can use code she's all batch and that will get you 10% off. And again, there's like cute romantic dresses. I got this floral romper. I also got um, these wide leg white pants, which I feel like is a staple for summer. And I'm really excited to have that now in my closet and really pumped that Maddie had that as part of the line. Because I feel like when I think cup she... I think bathing suits, but it's so much mm -hmm. more than bathing suits in this line. Well, and totally. And it's like in any situation where you need a bathing suit, you also need like a cute little dress to wear after the beach or the pool or, you know, like you're going to be on vacation when you're wearing all these bathing suits and you need other items to complete the vibe. So I'm glad that totally. they included other pieces as well. Yeah, so you can go to cupshe.com under collections. You can find Maddie's wedding collection, and it's also linked in our episode description. Be sure when you go there to use code She's All Batch, that'll get you 10% off and enjoy Maddie Pruitt's new line. Speaking of what you would wear to a wedding or a special event, I'm so excited to share that support for today's episode is also coming from Honey Love. And guys, Honey Love needs to be your new go-to for all things shapewear. Honey Love has revolutionized compression technology so that you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear, which is amazing. I've become such a huge shapewear stan in the past few years, and not all shapewear are created equal, but I love Honey Loves. So you'll immediately feel and see the difference. We have an exclusive offer for our listeners, too. You can get 20% off your entire order with code she's all batch 20 at honeylove.com. So definitely go check them out guys for all of your wedding special occasion events that will be happening this summer. Yeah, and while you're at Honey Love, definitely check out their best-selling superpower short. So what I love about this piece of shapewear is it has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas that you want more support and areas that you need less compression because you obviously don't want to be completely sucked in like you, you have curves. And their signature Target X sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. It's designed to work with your body, not against it. And also a great aspect of it too, guys, is that you don't have to worry about it rolling down, which is pretty clutch. And that's thanks to the flexible boning that is hidden in the side seam. So this is just a really well-made piece of shapewear. And this piece is also a booty lifter. They have boost bands on the back of the thigh that give your bottom an amazing shape. So hello, body Everyone loves when I say body so I had to throw that in. Shapewear shouldn't be hard. And I feel like, honestly, it sometimes is for the... Actually, no, mm -hmm. it always is until I found Honey Love. Honey Love's products make you look good and feel good, whether it's a wedding, event, or an everyday boost of confidence. Honey Love is the perfect plus one. So treat yourself to the best shapewear on the market. Save 20% off at honeylove.com with the code She's All Batch 20. That's She's All Batch 20 at honeylove.com. All right, we're gonna kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know the drill. That's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about it on there. And it's a good time, wouldn't you say? It is. I would say it is a good time. But you know what's going to be an even better time? When we read Tonight them live at, at Fox, Fox Fest. Fest. Tonight. I know. So if you are in the tri-state area and you're still on the fence, consider this another nudge. Uh, also keep in mind, guys, if you have submitted Bachelor Encounters, some are being saved for Fox Fest. So mm -hmm. you got to wait. But today wait. we have a story about, again, your man. The man, the myth, the legend, TC. Tyler Cameron. He's everywhere these days. I feel like so many people are running into him. Because you're everywhere to me. Yeah. Ooh, okay. yeah, that's me singing to Tyler. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Except he's nowhere to you because you've never run into I've him. I've literally but... never seen him. I know. <laughs> okay. 
Anyway. When you see him, you should say, turn it inside out so I can say it. Okay, well, and then I'll that, be like, can that, I smell you? Huh, I know. All right. So this first one comes in about Tyler. My friends and I were at a popular bar in Jupiter, Florida a few weekends ago. We were playing a made-up game called Find the Person in the Bar Who Looks Like. First of all, I'm the queen of, like, these made-up games, and this is so a game I would play in a bar, so I have to start doing this. About an hour of playing that game. Wow, that's a lengthy game. It was my turn. As I was about to take my turn, I whisper-yelled, Tyler Cameron. It didn't register to my friends because of our dumb game. I then related, no, like the real Tyler Cameron. We immediately made our way near him and followed behind to get a drink at the bar. We wanted to play it cool, but then the other girls were starting to swarm. Swarm? Like, yeah. What is that? Like swarm him. Oh, swarm. You're saying it oh. just kind of weird, like swarm, oh. <laughs> but like swarm. Swarm. Oh, right, right. Okay. I was so close to him that my arm brushed the back of his t-shirt. <gasps> can your arm sign an <laughs> autograph? Maybe it was my nose. I can't remember. Oh, can your nose sign an autograph? How do you not know if it her was your nose, nose or your nose touched the back of his t-shirt and she doesn't know if it was her nose or her <laughs> arm? How? Well, wait a second. If your nose touched his T-shirt, then you must have firsthand knowledge on how he smells. Of the smell. Yeah, but ma'am, like, those are just two very different body parts in very different areas. Like, differentiate the two. Okay, wait. Rereading this part again. I was so close to him that my arm brushed the back of his T-shirt. Maybe it was my Mm -hmm. nose. I can't remember. Something is wrong. That is weird. (laughs) I know. Were you wasted? (laughs) Girl, you're drunk. (laughs) Like... (laughs) Like, I've never heard that in my life, that you mistake your arm and your nose. But okay, let's move on. Um, Mm -hmm. My friend then said, oh, my God, are you Tyler Cameron? He obviously said yes. My friend then decided to say how we were such a fan of him on The Bachelor and also a fan of his work. His work being, like, an underwear model? What's his work? Maybe. His okay. work is underwear, mo- or now he's an like influencer? a construction man. Maybe but like, you like, wouldn't. <laughs> I'm such would a you- fan of your work, Mr. <laughs> construction Man. I love the way you lay those bricks. They're beautiful. Like, what's his I'm work? I'm sure they That's- are beautiful. They're beautiful. Oh, doesn't he, like, build houses or something? I don't know. Okay, would you go up to a, like, a guy's outside <laughs> doing construction? Would you ever say I'm a fan of your work? He's like, ma'am, I'm just trying to put together a sidewalk. Yeah, it depends on the work. We need okay. sidewalks up in here. Okay. That's anyway. true. Sidewalk workers need love, too. Yeah. I was so embarrassed, I turned and pretended to order a drink. We never got a picture with him, but did get him peeking in the background of one of our pics, and she sent the pic. What's happening here? Why didn't we get the picture? Just because you were embarrassed? No, because she was too drunk. Because she didn't even know what her body parts were. (laughs) (laughs) You know what would have been funny? If, like, she says, like, they didn't really register that she was actually seeing the real Tyler Cameron because they were playing that game. But what if you, like, incorporated it into the game of, like, find someone in the bar who looks like Tyler Cameron. And then they're like, oh, this guy, this guy. But then it turns out it's the real Tyler Cameron. That's what I thought this was kind of leading to. But it kind of wasn't that seamless in the execution. And what happens if you're playing this game and fake Clayton's at the bar? <gasps> they, they're they like, oh, my God, fake Clayton. And then he's like, actually, I'm real Clayton. I'm just trying to sleep with you. And you're like, okay, so I don't true. know the difference. And then you sleep with him. And then the next day you find out that it's three dogs in a trench coat and it wasn't Clayton Eckert. Mm-hmm. Then what happens? So true. Guys, this is a very dangerous game. I was just going to say. <laughs> I was just going to say this is actually a very dangerous game because, like, <laughs> because you, you never know who you're going to be. You just never know to. when Faye Clayton is going to be coming out of the woodwork to trick someone. I know. 
Let us never mm. forget about Faye Clayton. And he's still running rampant. He's running rampant and he deserves to be arrested. I know. <sighs> All right. Moving on. We should have invo- invited Faye, if we knew who, who he was, invite Faye Clayton to Fox Fest, but then be like, Clayton came to Fox Fest. We'll be yeah. like, our next interview after Olivia Creedy <laughs> is Clayton Eckerd. And, and Faye Clayton comes in and he's like, hey, guys, pleasure to meet you. And we wouldn't know the difference because that's the beauty of Faye Clayton. You don't know the difference. Even though we literally bet Clayton. But no, but fake Clayton has fake Clayton the power is so to good trick at you. What he does. Yeah, yeah, it's a gift. It's mm-hmm. a gift. Okay, this Bachelor encounter is actually a double whammy. Buckle up. This has been my favorite Bachelor encounter thus far. No, that's that wasn't me. To what? Is this someone no, no. who's gotten multiple encounters? <laughs> Actually, yes. So that wasn't okay. me saying that. That was me, me reading the first line of the encounter. But this is someone that has submitted multiples. I don't know what her previous story was because i have a lot of Mm -hmm. dms why is this person running into so many bachelor people i can't even find one in this city and they're running into multiple because they're everywhere to her okay michelle branch okay this has been my slash her favorite one thus far for some context, I get facials every couple of months from Leah Block, who is on Ben Higgins' season. And I think Bachelor in Paradise. Yes, she was on Bachelor in Paradise. She's an amazing esthetician. I hate that word. In Denver, by the way. And she's super nice. She also doesn't know that I watch The Bachelor or know who she is, trying to play it cool. So I was sitting in the lobby waiting for Leah to come get me for my appointment. And Gabby Windy comes out. Double whammy. I tried to be chill, but definitely looked like a weirdo just sitting there and trying not to stare slash smile. Gabby smiled at me and asked if I was going to be seeing Leah. And I said, yes, she's the best. Gabby then said, good. She brought my skin back from the dead. We laughed, exchanged a few more pleasantries, and then left. Both Gabby and Leah are such gems. Aww. First and foremost, how do you like keep up this facade that you don't know who this girl is? Also, if she listens to this podcast, you're exposed. So true. Like she's working so wait, on your she's face. She's pretending and you know- that she doesn't know that the facial lady was on yeah. Ben Higgins season. Yeah. Why That's doesn't she crazy. just say, "I know you're you're on Ben Higgins season. Great job." Yeah. And then just the that. elephants out of the room. And then for every facial going forward, it's fine. <laughs> right. You're probably living with like knots in your stomach and you really need to get this off of your chest. Yeah. Especially because she says she goes pretty regularly. I can't imagine going regularly to the same lady and having to live this lie that I don't yeah. know that she's from a TV show. Yeah. You are living a bold faced lie. And I think you need to let it out. Let it out. She, mm-hmm. I mean, she's. this is a very intimate service you're getting, too. Like, she's up in your face. Yeah. You should be truthful. It's the least you can do. Also, do you think Gabby was there because of some recommendation through, like, Bachelor Nation? Right. Like, it's, like, hard to believe that Gabby's just choosing Leah as her esthetician. How the <laughs> fuck do you say that word? estheticians in <laughs> Denver. Yeah. Um, yeah. I feel like it's a situation where Gabby was talking to someone else from Bachelor Nation who maybe was closer, was maybe on Ben season or was closer with people from Ben season. And they're like, oh, this girl who was on Ben season with me does great work. Go see her. Like, th- it's all connected. It's a nation. Let us not forget. 
let us not forget. Yeah, I don't think it's a coincidence that she was there. Did you, like, because you're keeping up this facade that you never heard of The Bachelor before, did you say, hey, Gabby, or do you have to pretend like she's just a random girl in the esthetician's office? Well, didn't she say she said hi to her? Yeah. She and Gabby said, said something good about the facials. Yeah, but it doesn't look like by, by this conversation there was any indication as to, like, I know you were on the show. Oh. Because she has to keep up this lie. This lie. You know? This big, big lie that's just taking over your life. I bet Leah's like, okay, like, let's say you're getting your face done. It's Monday. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so got any plans for tonight? And it's Monday night. And you ha- you're like, <gasps> nope, nothing. Got nothing going on. Not watching any shows. Price is right yeah. for me. Price is right. That's all I watch. Wow. Yeah, that's really stressful. You probably then you can't book an appointment on Monday. Can't yeah. book an appointment on Tuesday. On Tuesday, because that's when everyone's talking. Can't book an appointment on Sunday because that's when everyone's like, "Oh, what am I going to do on Monday? Watch The Bachelor." Right. So really, yeah, you you're running your out distance. of days for when you can even have your facial. This is so. Str- I'm stressed for you. I just can't keep it in anymore. Mm-hmm. She needs to tell. I think. Can you please tell her and then report back on how it went? Because I'm sure that it'll be like. I know you were on Ben's season. And she'll be like, oh, cool. Right. So you're holding this burden for no reason. And we just need you to release it. Okay? All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor encounters we have for this week. Again, we have like five or six really good Bachelor encounters saved for FOTSFest. So I'm really excited. I, You guys know I get them. I like prep them. But I don't fully read them. I read them live in front of us. Jackie doesn't hear them until I read them to her. So it should be a good time. Oh, and like I know they're good. Because I could, you know, I skim it. I see who it's about, what the context is. But I don't read, like, the nitty-gritty details. Like, for this one, for example, I didn't know that she purposely doesn't tell Leah that she was on the show. Which is a very interesting fact. Okay? Yes. All right. Well, those are all the Bachelor Encounters we have for this week. If you have a story you want us to read about it on air, go ahead and DM me. If you want to get a last-minute Bachelor Encounter into FOTSFest, if you DM me, like, first thing Thursday and I see it, and I think it makes the cut. We may get it into Fox Fest. Who knows? Yeah. I guess we'll never know until you try. Okay. Right. All right. Moving on. Okay. We've obviously plugged Fox Fest like at nauseum in this episode, but can I just say I cannot wait to come see your apartment when I come to New York City for Fox Fest. So I am going to be traveling to Jackie's apartment and we're going to be doing like hair and makeup at her apartment, prepping for Fots Fest, and then we're going to come meet you guys at the actual venue. And I'm, I'm really excited to see your apartment because I always see it like in photos and when we do Zooms, but I've never seen it in person and you just moved. I know. I did just move to a building that was way nicer than my previous building. I've been so happy in my new apartment. Should I do an apartment tour on Patreon? Random. Sound off in the comments below. Yeah, sound off in the comments below. I think you should do apartment tour an apartment tour on Patreon. Also, if you guys like that, I could do a house tour. I could show you totally. where my digs. I will say, so over the weekend, um, my dad and stepmom came to my new apartment to see it and everything. And they said it was actually nicer than they were expecting it to be, like the whole building and everything. So... Humble brag, I actually got this apartment. The reason why it's so nice is because I got it through the New York City housing lottery, which is like, you know, I'm not going to get into the whole process of it. If you know, you know. But um, so, yeah, I'm not saying I'm like living some luxurious life. I just like got really freaking lucky to live in this nice building. 
So if you guys want to see that, I will do an apartment tour. I can't wait to show you guys like how I've decorated and everything. And I can show you because what is always on my bed is Etitude sheets and I'm obsessed with them. And now I have a washer dryer. So I never have to not have Etitude sheets on my bed. I literally can just go wash them real quick and then put them back on. Clutch. Etitude sustainable bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric. And that's what makes them luxuriously soft, smooth as silk, breathe more breathable than cotton. Which is why we love it, guys. Like, we wouldn't be pushing it this freaking hard if we didn't truly love and sleep on these sheets every night. And right now, Etitude is offering She's All Batch listeners $25 off your first bedding purchase with code She's All Batch for a limited time. This will not be forever. Make moves, guys, or you'll regret it. Totally. So slipping into these light buttery sheets is literally the shortcut to true beauty sleep, and their clean bamboo sheets have been performance tested against competitors to be more effective at keeping you at your optimal comfort level and body temperature, which means you experience quality sleep. And you guys know I get very hot when I sleep, and these sheets keep me cool throughout the night. Yeah, so don't forget, you can get $25 off. Go to etitude.com slash she's all batch. That's E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E dot com slash she's all batch. The Etitude team is so sure you'll love your new sheets. You could try them 30 nights, risk-free, return them if you're not in love, but that will not happen because you will be in love. Again, that's etitude.com slash she's all batch. Happy sleeping. We also want to take a minute and talk about another sponsor, Nutrafol. Did you know that hair thinning will happen to approximately one in two women? If you're among them, know that you're not alone. I know for me, uh, about three months postpartum, I lost a ton of hair. And I'm someone that has naturally very thick and full hair, humble brag. And it was a massive change for me. Like, I lost chunks and chunks of hair. You could see it in my hairline. It happens to- Wait, really? Most, it's like a thing. I didn't know it was until I actually had a baby. But month three, literally in my hairline, I started wearing like headbands because just so much fell out. And there was really nothing I could do but I really wish I knew about Nutrafol back then. Yeah, guys, so Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for women, and it's clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So guys, from postpartum to menopause, no matter what the actual cause is, Nutrafol has four unique formulas to support women, each physician formulated using natural drug-free medical-grade ingredients so that you can get the most reliable results. So go to Nutrafol.com to take their hair health wellness quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair, and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair growth through their whole body wellness. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months. And so Nutrafol actually has a postpartum hair growth kit that I actually gifted to my sister who's giving birth in a month. So I was like, you don't know about this yet, but in four months, you may be feeling like your hair is falling out and this can help repair that. So really happy that she at least will know about Nutrafol. Unfortunately, I did not, but you guys know now. Yes, so save yourselves, save your hair, take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and enter promo code SHESALLBATCH. Find out why over 3,500 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. That's Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code SHESALLBATCH. Nutrafol.com, promo code, she's all batch. All right.
right, guys, we have Desiree Siegfried here, formerly known as Desiree Hartsock, the former bachelorette. Desiree, thank you so much for coming on She's All Batch. Yes, thanks for having me. Our first female lead. So we have a lot <laughs> of like bachelorette specific questions for you. Mm -hmm. Very, very pumped to, to pick your brain. Uh, do you want to take it, Jackie? Sure. Well, the one thing that I was so curious about just as a female lead, I feel like there is a lot of talk always about, oh, the dresses they're wearing, the clothes they're wearing on dates. And I know that as the lead, you get a stylist. How does that work though? Because I feel like some bachelorettes, won't name anyone, I feel like are very well-dressed and some I'm like, mm, that's maybe not what I would have picked, but how much say do you have in what you're wearing? You know what? To be completely honest, I, before going on to the show, I had like nothing in my closet. So I was like mm -hmm. broke in LA, like, you know, I had, you know, work outfits and maybe like two bodycon dresses. Um, so for me, I needed all that I could get. So they do have a stylist and he's been the same stylist there since day one. So he's pretty awesome. And they just have these racks of clothes that you can, you know, try on, see what fits. But ultimately I feel like we're in the dark of what the date's going to be. Like we actually mm -hmm. don't know what the date's going to be until the day of. So really? Yeah, That's crazy. Yes. Yeah. So, so they kind of have an idea of the date. So they kind of plan clothes accordingly, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, um, if yeah. you're putting in a sports outfit, obviously, you know, that you're going to be doing like some type of physical date, but like, what is the purpose behind you being in the dark until the day of? I'm not sure to be completely Correct. honest. Um, I think maybe to just keep you focused on the day since you're you know, doing date after date after date, mm -hmm. um, to keep you focused. And also so you don't think too far in advance of who you want on a date. Okay. Oh, true. That makes like, sense. so that you can just, you know, that today is this date with this guy and right. this outfit. Right. Yeah, so, so do I, you just tell them like so, what you have a preference towards and then they give you an outfit? I always thought at the very least you could pick your outfit, but I, I you know, I think, of everybody, I'm the, I, I cared the least, mm. um, because, you know, I was just thankful to have whatever I had, um, on the racks. So I wouldn't say like everything I wore. Oh my gosh. Especially there's these peach pants that I just got wrecked for because I didn't want to, I mean, they're definitely not flattering at all, but they were, but they stretchy. probably were at the time. No, no, <laughs> no. It's like skin colored, you know? Oh, anyway, oh, that color was, peach. Okay. Yeah. But it was for a date where I needed like mobility. Okay. But like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have chosen those, but I was kind of, I didn't, you didn't have, I didn't have like three different options. So we typically chose what could work, uh, for the whole season. You, you decide that like in the beginning mm -hmm. and then it's like the day of where okay. they kind of, I feel like they, they kind of already have an idea of what you should be wearing. Mm -hmm. Is it the right. same for but, rose ceremonies too? Yeah. So rose ceremonies, you try on all the dresses and then, um, he kind of sorts out the weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, yeah. Of knowing, because I didn't even know where, what country I'd be in or what. Yeah. So that, that part was fun though. Cause when do you ever get to wear like beautiful long gowns? No, I would love that. Yeah. 
Well, going back even before you were the lead, you were a fan favorite on Sean's Sean Lowe's season and fans loved you all season. I loved you all season, but fans really rallied behind you with your exit. You had a really emotional exit. How long after your emotional exit did it take for ABC to call you and then offer you the, the lead? Um, so it's such a interesting process, but so I was sent home, but back then, I don't know how it is now back then. I mean, this was 10 years ago, you guys. So literally like 10 years, um, to the day of when I was on the bachelorette, but when back then I, um, there wasn't as much social media hype and you weren't allowed to post. So they wanted to keep everything very secret, which I know they still want to, they want to keep the ending secret. Mm -hmm. So I was sent home by Sean right, um, right after hometowns. And then I had to stay with a a handler, like a, you know, a, a handler. I don't know. Um, Yeah. Like, but they're, um, assist like PA production assistants. Yeah. yeah. Um, for about another two to three weeks because they didn't want the ending to be revealed. Uh, so I was just like in this like purgatory, you know, of like, I would love to go home and just start working. Um, what country are you in? No, this is when I arrived home. Because, oh, so, oh, cause it was after yeah. hometowns. hometowns. Yeah. So hometowns were in LA. Yeah. So wait, where did they keep, they were like keeping you in jail. Where you, where did you stay? You're like, you're I a- mean, I'm not going to lie. It was, it was nice. It was like going, you know, to like San Diego and Palm Springs and Ojai, but I was still limited to what I could do. You know what I mean? Like, okay. don't really want to be seen in public. Don't really want to be out having fun. So that part was really hard. So that was about three weeks. And then I was able to get back into work right after that. And that was end of, that was like right before Thanksgiving is when the bachelor ends filming. Mm -hmm. And so you go through the holidays and they had called me when I was in during that time, like with the handler, just to put it in my ear of like, would you be interested and I, I feel like they probably do that for all of the like top four, you know, mm-hmm. I'm just to kind of put it in my mind. And at that point I was like, so overwhelmed already. I'm like, I'm like, I don't know, like if I want that again, but ultimately I didn't know until about three weeks before filming. Well, that's kind of where I wanted to go with this, um, fashion fittings question. So you have three weeks in those three weeks, you have to get fitted for every single thing you're wearing on the show, film all the promos, yeah. press, like all of that in three weeks. Yeah. If like, not did, even sooner. Yeah. It, no, yeah. How? It might even be less than that. I know it was really, really hard. Cause I also was still working like full time during that time. Um, and so I would just rush over to the stylist house, try on some things and kind of just went with it. You know, I think in hindsight, yeah, there's a few dresses. I probably would have liked something different, but Mm -hmm. from the options that were available, that's what we ended up with. And you're right. Like they were considering for the role at that time. Um, I think Ashley, um, what, what's her last name? Frazier. Um, Frazier. Yeah. Then, um, I'm not sure who else to be honest. Uh, so you're right. Like this time period was a different time. Things were kept more secretive. I feel like nowadays spoilers are more normal. 
So when did you find out that Catherine, or when did you find out that Sean picked Catherine? And was there any part of you that was hoping like Sean would come back to you at that time? No, I think by that point I was already like, you know, I was good. Mm -hmm. I've always been pretty good of like, you know, if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And by then I was already ready to get back into my life. So I don't, you know, I actually don't remember when I found out it was Catherine. Um, because obviously I went far enough to know it was going to be Ashley, um, Catherine or Lindsay. And I don't know who, I I think I was, I was closer to Lindsay at the time. So I think I was kind of hoping it'd be Lindsay, but, um, I mean, obviously not now. I mean, Sean and Catherine are awesome. Yeah. So it's really cool to watch them and see how, you know, they've grown. Yeah. But I think at that point I was like, done. I was like, fine. You're like, I'm going to be the bachelorette. I'm good. <laughs> I mean, I didn't know that then, but yeah, right, I was right. kind of like, I was fine. Yeah. Well, then you become the bachelorette. I'm kind of interested in this like purgatory thing though. Cause you said you wanted to get back to work. Were they able to like compensate you in this like purgatory period? Cause that's not really fair if you want I to know. work. Well, yeah. And I needed to, <laughs> but I, during, during that period, it wasn't, I wasn't compensated because when you're on the show, like on that side, mm-hmm. it's kind of your choice to be there. I just didn't know that it would be that those weeks of not being on the show and just being, you know, in California near my job, but not right. able to like get back into my daily life. And it was before like remote working. So that it's yes. not like you could even do anything from home. No, so. and at that point I worked at a bridal salon. Right. So, yeah. Uh, well, you then become the bachelorette and one of your m- most emotional, most dramatic moments is obviously um, <laughs> your breakup with Brooks. If you're okay touching on it, because you did, yeah. you wrote a really great book, The Road to Roses, and you detail your relationship and your breakup with Brooks. Um mm-hmm. In that moment when he's, when you guys are breaking up, did you think that Brooks was going to be your final choice? No, not at that point. Um, because honestly, leading up to hometowns, I would say after hometowns is when it was like, I wasn't sure Mm -hmm. because he showed so many signs of like needing affirmation and like constantly being more of a emotional roller coaster. And after hometowns is when I really was like, wow, I can never say goodbye to Chris. Mm -hmm. So, so it would have been nice if Brooks just stayed because I already know it would have still been Chris, Mm. but you know, sometimes things have to work out like that in order for it to just be completely done. You know what I mean? So that there's no like lingering feelings. Um, So actually it was really helpful. (laughs) Like, thanks Brooks. That's a really good way to look at it though. Yeah. Like, it was done and there was no going back to that because you have been vocal about some of the backlash you received because fans didn't really get to see your relationship with Chris as much as your relationship with Brooks. People said that you kind of chose him by default. Yeah. How did that like affect you as a couple? As a couple, we were fine because Chris is just such a solid, normal, strong guy and just could care less about any of that stuff it was much harder for me because obviously it was catered towards me and it was just so hard because when you're, cause I, I was in this like dichotomy of like being so in love and in this new chapter of my life, 
but also like so depressed because of so much backlash and so much um, like it, it really changed who I was at that time. Like before the show, I was like witty, funny, like free and whatever. And then I felt like because of so much um, backlash and so many people's opinions, which we all can experience on social media, um, it just, I stopped wanting to post. I stopped care, like wanting to even be outside. Like I'm actually very reserved and introverted. And so coming off of that, I just became a hermit because I just like did not want to go to the grocery store. I didn't want to have to go out and, and you have like people like whispering, you know, and who knows if it's good or bad, but at that time it could have been either. So it was just really hard to be center of attention um, in a negative way. Cause you weren't mm-hmm. sure if it was going to be yeah negative or positive, but as a couple, we were fine. We were just doing the same, like the normal new couple stuff. Right. So like it, it had nothing to do with the show because I had moved immediately to Seattle to be with him. Mm-hmm. And we just kind of got into more of the couple stuff to like figuring out how each other live our daily lives and <laughs> how we communicate and what we like to eat. You know, it's like, yeah. it's just so funny. It's so funny because we were engaged, but we were still dating. We were still dating for sure. Yeah. Was there any aspect of being post-show that was difficult for you guys in your relationship as you're getting to know each other and watching it back? Um, watching it back, no. Like I said, mm-hmm. it's only it's only because Chris is such a like he's so confident in who he is, and he also has this really rare gift of compartmentalizing everything. That's beautiful on the show. Yeah, and I think it's because of playing like professional at like. Um, baseball and like playing sports, you, you're no, that's what he kind of attributes it to is that, you know, if you lose a game, you don't just dwell on that. You like move forward and you just compartmentalize different things. And so he could, would compartmentalize my relationship with him and, and then his relationship with the guys and then my relationship with the guys. So it never bothered him ever. And that's where it was different with Brooks is like, he, he constantly was needing like affirmation of like, to stay. And so that's why it's just cool to look back and like from day one, Chris, we would just like catch each other's eye. Like he didn't have to be right next to me to, for me to know that he was there. Yeah. That's and you're so nice and so rare. I feel like it's yeah. always really difficult for couples watching it back. Cause it is so hard to compartmentalize, but if you have someone who's like so good at that and secure, that's amazing. Yeah. You found well, a gem. I know, but I think that's probably why it's also hard for the bachelor to stay mm-hmm. Because, well, one, I don't feel like bachelors ask the same questions as bachelorettes. Like as women, we, we tend to like ask more detailed mm-hmm. questions and we start from the very beginning. Like mm-hmm. we're not just dating, 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 having fun on the show and then asking questions at the end. We were asking questions in the beginning. Like how many kids do you want? Where do you want to live? Like, where do you see yourself? So it was just, it's easier to get there. Um, but Yeah. I don't know. I think it's harder for women to compartmentalize. So when you are dating a bachelor mm-hmm. and then po- and then post show having to watch his affection towards other people, I mean, I personally would have a very hard time. Would you say that's yeah. like your secret sauce because you and Chris just celebrated yeah. your 8-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. 
you're one of few though. So is yeah. that like the ability to be able to compartmentalize is like the secret sauce to maybe succeeding post bachelor? Yeah, I absolutely think so. I think being able to compartmentalize and also be like realizing that you are a team um, and like that you are not competing against one another. And that's actually like marriage advice. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, like um, that you're not competing for attention against each other. Because I think post-show, if both people are interested in fame, then it's not going to work out. Mm-hmm. It's just not. Right. Because, because like they're going to go different directions or they're going to get upset that one's getting more attention than the other. And so it's really being a team and getting right back into your normal day. Like whatever you did pre-show, get right back into it or monetize off of what you have, but don't put all of your eggs in that one basket. You're like totally describing what people currently do now though, which is so fun. Mm -hmm. I mean, and I think that's why they're not working because they do, they don't go back to their old lives. They go back to this new life that's solely focused on monetizing together as a couple and it's hard to keep up with, I guess. Yeah. I mean, I guess, I guess there's some people who did it successfully, Sean and Catherine, they did it Mm -hmm. successfully because though they were a team. Mm -hmm. So anything that they did was together, you know, and not one, but they also weren't the type that just wanted fame. I feel like they also wanted to get back into like starting a family and all of that. Right. So I know, but, but that's where it's different. I think it is so much harder now to stay together than it was back then because of social media okay. and because of that desire and need to be like, like everyone ends up moving to LA and I'm like, yeah, like, why not just stay where you are and be the big fish in a small pond rather than a little fish in a big pond? Yeah. Did you feel like the contestants on your show on your season were going on just like kind of for the experience or actually trying to meet someone? Cause now it's literally everyone's going on to be an influencer and that's just like known. Um, but did you think people had different intentions back then? How did you? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it wasn't until my season that Instagram got really big. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even have an Instagram prior to the show. It was like right before the show aired that I had an Instagram. And it was just, it's just really interesting to see how that's evolved because even watching like the girls and the guys on now, there's not as much authenticity in terms of them knowing who they are and they can be themselves because I think everyone is just trying to be someone and and be liked by the masses to have a following. And I'm not saying everybody, but I would say majority know that, hey, if I'm going to go on the show and I'm going to be on for two nights, even I can build a following. Totally. And so it's become a, like a business tool <laughs> yeah. and not necessarily a let's find my future partner tool. <laughs> but right. and I'm not, I'm not going to lie. Like I was a skeptic. I, I literally never watched a whole season before going on the show. I went on Sean's season literally just like, this is going to be a good time. Like, I'm going to take a break. I'm going to get to travel. And then you quickly realize like feelings do get involved. And mm-hmm. it's very easy to like someone when that's the only person that yeah. everyone's talking about mm-hmm. and the only person you're seeing. <laughs> And then there's like this competitive edge that does happen. I mean, I, I'm not going to lie. Like 
people get competitive. Totally. It's human nature, mm-hmm. human nature. So you can see that happen as well, but it, but it does work obviously. And feelings do get involved, but right. when you go on initially, I wouldn't say everybody's there to find a partner. That's crazy. I can't believe that. <laughs> <laughs> Tierra was on Sean's season. Oh yeah. Well, what's your thoughts on her? Obviously it's been quite some time, but like in terms of how she was portrayed on the show, do you think it was fair? Like, was that really how she was in the house? 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Sparkle. Yeah. There's some things that can be edited, but for the most part, for the most part, it's only the like organization of things that can be edited. Nobody can put words into your mouth that you say with your own lips. So it's just funny when they're like, oh, they edited me that way. It's like, no, you actually were that way. So Tiara was definitely that way. She just wouldn't talk to anybody. She'd sit on her little couch on the couch, like all perched up and not never say anything. Like I, I love people that way, like that, because I always want to like kill them with kindness and see if I can break them, you know? Yeah. So I would like walk into the kitchen and I would just start talking to her and she wouldn't answer. So then I would just keep talking, <laughs> like. Okay, what well, do you thanks. think her strategy, what do you think she just really wanted Sean? No, I think, I think a lot of that just stems from insecurity. And, and I guess when, you know, most people do not know how they're going to act when they're around that many people and that many personalities. And so I think deep down, she, I think she, that's just her. And she just didn't know how to be around so many like strong women and different personalities. And so that was her defense mechanism and it didn't do well for her. Mm -hmm. You brought up, um, Sean and Catherine before. So Sean and Catherine have been pulled as like a success story from the show. They were just on Zaxxies and Sean was on a lot and Catherine was just there for the, after the final rose, but you and Chris are a success story as well. Have, has ABC reached out or, or have you distanced yourself or what do you think it is? Yeah, I would say that after the show, it, I mean, honestly, it was very hard for me personally. Um, and then Chris just could care less. Um, we just went right back into our daily life. So he had to work. He was just getting into his career and it was really important for him to stay there. So when we would be asked, you know, to go do something, he, you know, needed to be compensated. Otherwise, it was just more important for him to work rather than go be on something. And so it actually just worked out to be away from, you know, LA and away from California to, to just really focus in on what we wanted to do for our life. Yeah. So, uh, Katie Thurston actually revealed recently that she called you during, um, Mm -hmm. an emotional moment on her season of the bachelorette and that wasn't aired. What advice Mm -hmm. did you give her? And why do you think it wasn't, why didn't it make the cut? Um, they were probably waiting to see how it ended to see if it would make sense to share or not. Does that make mm, sense? Yes. Well, what advice did you give her? Yeah. Cause this is um, when she's Greg left. Then she calls you. Yeah. So Greg, Greg left. Um, I don't even remember. It was more so just cause I, I obviously didn't know details and I didn't know names and I shoot. It was just more so like very vague. Um, so probably just any advice I'd give anybody, you know, like, do you feel that you can continue on? Do you feel, you know, like, are you following your heart or also are you following your head? Cause I feel like a lot of times 
we just follow our heart, but our heart can really deceive us sometimes if we're not being also realistic about things. Mm -hmm. So I think they, it didn't air just because she did end up with, um, what was his name? Blake, Blake, (laughs) Blake. Yeah. I forgot for a second. So then in that yeah, conversation, so she like, was so she, were you kind of consoling her about, um, Greg and was she considering maybe like leaving to be with him or I'm just curious, like when you say, um, they didn't air it because of that, like, what was that? Yeah. The whole reason why we chatted was probably because of that scenario, because he had left and kind of knowing what she wanted to do next, there wasn't any details. So I, I didn't even think I knew that someone left. It was more so me also trying to like piece it together to be like, huh, what's going on over there? Mm -hmm. (laughs) But she seemed in good spirits when we chatted. So I don't know if she had already turned the corner of being like, I can still, Mm -hmm. um, end up with Blake. Can you tell us about life today? So like I said, you just celebrated your eight-year wedding anniversary. You have two children. Yep, two little boys. They're four and six. So they keep my life busy <laughs> and hectic, but they're a lot of fun. So do you still work in the bridal industry? Yes. Yeah, so I I'm still designing wedding dresses and also just have an online boutique, which is still DesireeHeartsock.com. Did you design your your dress? I did. I was able to design two dresses with a bridal designer so that I was, um, that was awesome to be able to do. Thank you so much for taking the time and chatting with us today. I saw, I'm sorry for our technical difficulties, but we really love chatting with you and I'm I'm so excited for our our listeners to hear what you have to say. Well, yeah, thanks for having, where can our listeners follow you? And, um, is there anything you want to share? Um, yeah, I can, I mean, I, I have a lot of things going on, but you can just follow me at DesireeSigfried.com. That's where all of my stuff is listed. Um, but on Instagram, you can follow me at Desiree Siegfried or check out the wedding dresses at Desiree Hartsock. Cool. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Desiree. Uh, this yes. episode will actually come out on Thursday. So quick turnaround. Oh, perfect. Okay. Sounds good. But we'll send you the link. Okay. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Okay. And that's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, make sure you're subscribed, rate us five stars, do all the things because that's what you need to do as a part of your weekly activity. Totally. That's exactly what you need to do. Um, And if you guys are looking for more content, go check out the Patreon. There's a lot of great episodes there. Our most recent one is a whole behind the scenes episode about the Hills featuring Brian Jolet from season one of the Hills. It's been getting a lot of positive feedback from you guys. And if you're a fan of any reality TV, not even if you didn't watch the Hills, I think you'd be into it. So check that one out. Also coming to Patreon, we've heard you guys. We know you want us to talk about Love is Blind, and we are going to be recapping Love is Blind, watching it all this weekend. There's a lot of Love is Blind news that's come out that we definitely are going to be touching on. So it's going to be a jam-packed Love is Blind episode coming to Patreon. So if you are not a Patreon member, definitely change that because this episode that's coming next week is going to be a fucking doozy. I'm really excited. Jackie and I haven't actually talked about anything Love is Blind on purpose. No. So it could be all on the pod. So stick around for Patreon for that. Also, join our Facebook group. That's where all of our diehard fans meet, talk all things Bachelor. We talk about guests who've come on the pod, do little polls. It's a good time there. Such a good time there. And last 
chance. This is literally your last chance. Literally. If you were on the fence about going to FOTS Fest, it's literally happening later today. So get your fucking ass up and go to FOTS Fest. Mm-hmm. It seems like no one wants to go to FOTS Fest. That's <laughs> Which is not true. We've sold a lot of tickets. True. It's going to be a great group of people. Um, obviously, we're just going with the little joke of the TikTok. If you know the sound, you know. But um, sorry, that's that wasn't a good next line. Uh, seems like no one wants to find us. No, they're coming. No, we there is a, a lot of tickets sold already. It's going to be a really great group. It's going to be so fun. Me and Stephanie are getting our hair and makeup done as we speak. As we not speak. literally, but like you know, no, literally. I mean, at the time of them listening, this is like um, yeah, like time what time jumping, time travel. Yeah, mm, yeah, time travel. Also know by coming and purchasing a ticket to FOTS Fest, a portion of the proceeds will be donated to the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. So know that if you buy this last-minute ticket, you are also going to be helping to contribute to a good cause. That makes all of us feel like we're doing something good in the world. So we thank you guys so much for those who have bought tickets, those who are going to buy right now because we're pressuring you. We thank you all, and we can't wait to meet you all. Yes. And so a special thanks to our sponsors. You can go to honeylove.com and use code SHESALLBATCH20 for 20% off your order. So you guys can go to cupshe.com and on the website under collections, you will find Maddie Pruitt's collection of cute, modest bathing suits and cutie little dresses. And with code She's All Batch, you can get 10% off your order there. Also, if you're looking to thicken up your hair, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping if you go to Nutrafol.com and enter code She's All Batch. Yes. And then one more time, Attitude, guys, you know how obsessed we are with them. So go to Attitude.com slash She's All Batch for $25 off your bedding order. And is that it, Jackie? I think that's it, except one more time. Come to Fox Fest. Come to Fox Fest if you're on one the One more time for the cheap seats in the back. If you're on the fence, literally get off that fence. It can't be comfortable to be sitting on that. No. Who wants a fence up your ass? No one that's... wants to be on a fucking fence. So, come on. Right. No, honestly, because, like, we, it's the end of the show. Only the cool kids make it to the end of the show. If you are in New York, Delaware, Jersey, Connecticut... Make a fucking road Even trip. Pennsylvania, honestly. Oh, right. Can, I forgot about you, you Pennsylvania. You can make the trip. So consider yourself, like, sometimes, like, there was one time where I called out specific names. I forget what it was for, but I was like, Susie, Megan, Karen, and I, like, named names. Mm-hmm. Someone was like, you called my name. I wasn't sure if it was directed at me, but I felt like I was personally called out. And I was like, so, <laughs> if you live in one of those states, know that we have a list of all your names and we are going to be checking it off like Santa Claus. Checking it twice. So creepy. If you, if you don't come, I don't know. I don't know. There are going to be consequences. <laughs> there will be consequences, people. Yeah. I'm going to take away um, your thoughts badge. Whoa. That's serious. Um, I feel like the ends of these episodes get so unhinged because I'm convinced <laughs> at this point, like, three people are listening. So I'm, I'm like, I can say whatever. Who even cares? It does feel like um, a lot. Like, in the beginning, we're like, hi. We're, like, totally normal. Right. And by the end, I'm like, oh, it's just my mom and, like, two other people. No, it's a um, lot more. So Kristen, yeah. Laura, Susan, Julie, Jacqueline, mm. Amber, Amy. Guys, I, just, I feel like I need to say, we're just saying girls' names. Like, if, if you're any of those names, don't think we actually have a list and we're, like, calling you out because that would be crazy. Jackie if you doesn't are have an a Amber list, who but lives I in do. New Jersey, <laughs> If you're an Amber who lives in New Jersey who hasn't gotten a ticket to Fest, don't worry. We weren't personally calling you out. It's just a coincidence. 
Well, Amber. It's it's not. Amber, we're on to you. <laughs> also, um, Claymonts. I think we should sprinkle Ooh, in some other uh, names. Claymonts if is she's in town, sometimes in Spring Lake, she New Jersey. <laughs> if you're yeah. uh, walking past a liquor store in Spring Lake, New Jersey, Claymonts, we have a seat with your name on it. Yeah. Oh, my God. Could you imagine if Greg came and Claymonts came? Not together. Victoria would have a heart attack. And Victoria's there, too. Wow. Guys, that's going to be the drama at Fotsfest. You don't want right? to miss it. What if there's a creep that happens at Fotsfest? We're going to have to creep live. Yeah. And I don't want to jinx things, but you if you come to Fotsfest, you may get more Bachelor encounters than just seeing our guest, Olivia Caridi. Just saying. And then maybe after Fotsfest, you guys will all be submitting Bachelor encounters about Olivia. Yeah. I'm sure there'll be individual experiences for everyone. Totally. So, all right. Well, this is quite the ramble we've had at the end of the episode, but... I know. Yeah. I'm like, you've definitely turned this off by now, so... <laughs> They're like, gotta uh, go. on to my next podcast. I have to go listen to Clickbait. Just kidding. LOL. LOL. Okay. All right. Um, that's it, right? Yes, that is it. Okay. Goodbye, bitches. Goodbye, bitches.